Could it be fate? This is episode eight of the Mind Body Academy podcast with Sarah Rose. This isn't an NBA. This is the NBA. This is the place for you to get coached and make health and happiness the business of how you get ahead in life. You get coached. Coached. This is the startup of you. You get coached. And now, your coach, Sarah Rose. Hello, my friends. How are you? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Let me tell you, it's as good a day as any to have a good day if you ask me. So why not decide to make today a good day? If you're decided to doing just that, I think you've come to the right place. It's so nice to have you here with me on this podcast. And this week, I've decided to do things in a way that would challenge myself and make it a little different. So I've really structured the podcast episode a little differently than usual to capture the raw and the real and the unscripted. And I'm just working off of an outline, which scares the bejesus out of me. (laughs) You know, having a podcast has been a lot of work and it's also been exponentially more rewarding than I ever could have possibly imagined. A lot of what I'm teaching, I have to dive back into with a beginner's mind. And it's been so humbling to discover that sometimes this knowledge that seems so solid and clear in my mind is actually quite porous. And there are these gaps where I didn't have the awareness to know that gaps existed. You know, the way that we consolidate knowledge comes from all these links and connections that we're able to make between each new piece of information that we seek to assimilate. So we're connecting this to that and figuring out that this relates to this and relates to this and relates to this. And there's this nesting of information that takes place. When you're separating out the information and focusing on a particular aspect separate from all its associations, that have made it really this form of unconscious competence, right? So the way that we assimilate new information is that we go from discovering that we don't know something, so knowing that we don't know, to knowing that we do know when we acquire the knowledge, and then eventually we don't even have to think about the fact that we know it. What we're left with is a feeling of knowing without really having to be conscious of knowing that we know. So isolating that feeling and bringing it back into awareness under that lens of investigation so that I can teach it back to you has been a challenging exercise at times. Has been a challenging exercise at times. Because my goal is really to do what Einstein said, which is that everything should be made as simple as possible, but not simpler. And so there's these layers of complexity 
that I'm seeking to remove for you, like peeling off an onion so that I don't bore you to tears. (laughs) And so I actually recorded this episode and I had scripted chunks of it and I just found myself getting caught up in a lot of psychobabble that was really incoherent. And you know when you have those moments where you think you're being extremely clear and then you have the opportunity to listen to yourself back and you're like, wow, I'm pretty sure I like skipped words in there and (laughs) all of the things. It's just like this jumble. And so it's been interesting because I've been coaching for years now and I've been a student of personal development for a decade. And when I go to teach, it's been fascinating to observe that my mind kind of becomes this vacuous wind tunnel where I go to open my mouth to speak and all the words just get sucked back into the vacuum of a dark hole at the back of my mind somewhere. It's like, there's all this field of distortion and I just feel myself cut off from all that accumulated wind, from all that accumulated wisdom. I swear sometimes it's like, a flat line in there. But what I've been beginning to recognize is that that cutoff happens the moment I withdraw belief in myself. The moment I start to question whether I'll be able to teach you the information that I want to put forward in a way that you can easily understand and apply back out to your life is the moment the questioning becomes louder than the answers that I'm seeking to provide. And so that's where we're going to dive in together today. You know, this place of understanding what are the obstacles to belief in ourselves, to believing what it is that we want to believe. So how do you believe when you don't believe something that you actually do want to believe? When you envision the life that you want to be living and you look at that through the lens of success on your terms and start to pinpoint and identify the different goals that you have, what I want you to notice is that there's the life that you have now and then there's where you want to be and there's a gap between those two things. So for some of you, That's going to be a different number in your bank account or a different number on the scale or status in your job. Whatever that is for you, noticing that when we set these goals for ourselves, when we pursue a life of meaning and accomplishment, that there's this difference that's played out at any moment between where we are now and where we want to be. And really, that space is filled with all the obstacles to being where we want to be. And those obstacles will seem like we're just making observations. If you ask yourself why you think you're not at your goal already, what will be revealed to you are all the unconscious beliefs that are producing the life that you have now. There's this saying that what you believe you become. And 
this holds true because a lot of the time we think that we're looking out onto the world through a window when really what we're seeing is our own reflection projected back because our brains have a confirmation bias. So we look for evidence of what we're already believing. And this is the ego, the, our sense of self's way of protecting itself. It doesn't feel good to be wrong about ourselves. Even if being wrong would ultimately allow us to access and achieve all it is that we could ever want. Let's say you have the goal of losing some weight. Your brain is going to provide you with this long grocery list of obstacles telling you exactly the reasons why you're probably just going to end up falling over your own feet and eating it. And those obstacles that come up are going to seem like just observations that you're making, like that you don't know which foods to eat and that you don't have a meal plan or a membership to the gym. But what seems like the truth is often a thought that your brain is handing over to you as a reason, as an excuse. And when you bring it into focus, you're able to convert what you're believing into the strategy to getting to exactly where you want to be. But most of us aren't able to recognize that our obstacles are our thoughts. So that's why I want you to take time to come up with a list of reasons and explanations as to why you don't have the result you want already. You want to bring all of that into your awareness so you can begin to notice how you're showing up in your life and in relationship to those obstacles when you're believing that they're obstacles. In order for you to move past those obstacles, you have to be able to have a process to convert those obstacles into the way forward. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you how to do today. But it's important for you to begin by noticing that there's an important difference between wanting to believe something versus believing it. Most of us want to believe something new. We want to believe that our life could be different than the way that it is right now. And the way that we go about trying to prove that to us ourselves is by trying to create a lot of evidence. So we take a whole bunch of new action or we try and do more of what we're already doing, expecting a different result. So maybe we're taking a whole bunch of action, but we're not taking that action from a place of being fueled by the certainty that what we're doing will actually produce the result. You can see how that blows the door wide open for doubt to make its entrance. You start questioning what the point of putting out so much effort is. You start questioning whether what you're doing will actually produce the results. There's this underlying anxiety that sets in that you become steeped in that it's just not going to happen for you or that it's not going to happen fast enough. You're left to wonder, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing enough? And that not enoughness shows up 
everywhere. From the moment we wake up feeling like we didn't get enough sleep, and then we're rushing out the door, we didn't have enough time, we didn't have enough to eat, we didn't get enough done at work, we didn't spend enough time with our loved ones, and this not enoughness becomes the character of our life and of our sense of who we are in our lives. There's this resistance barrier to believing that who you are and what you have in your life right now is enough to get you the result of where you want to be and what you want to have. So everything about what you want to do, be, or have existing in the sphere of possibility for you. Where you're believing, yeah, that could totally happen for me today. I could earn some more money today. I could lose some weight today. I could share more intimacy with my partner today. What happens when most of us are still in the space of wanting to believe that, but not believing it, it's kind of like if you've ever tried to put on a pair of jeans with the expectation that would look awesome and it would totally fit and then you try it on but you can't even manage to get them like up your thighs and then so you're like thrusting back and forth and like trying to squeeze them jeans all the way on up but as you're doing that you're confronted with all the stuff that's in the way of believing that what you want to be possible could fit with your life as it is right now, could fit with who you are as you are right now. So sometimes we're trying to believe, well, I want it to be possible for me today, but it feels like too much of a stretch for me to believe with the way my life is right now. And I want to believe that it's possible for me but you don't know my life. It just doesn't make sense. But notice that it's your brain making that rationalization. You're experiencing that first tug of resistance. And for a lot of us, the impulse is to go seek agreement and validation outside ourselves. So that's our brain's way of looking for that external evidence. You might talk to the people that you know and tell them you're reasons why you're not where you want to be or why what you want is out of reach and you might get them to agree with you you can find a lot of consensus outside of yourself and find people who will tell you yeah you know that wasn't really realistic of you but it's fascinating because by the same token a lot of us are also looking to be pushed back and encouraged towards our goal. So there's this push-pull, push-pull that happens where we're basically left on the changing room floor with our jeans around our ankle, just flopping around like a fish, (laughs) half trying to get the jeans on, half trying to get the jeans off, trying to fit into this new belief. But what you want to learn to strip away are the conditions that you're placing on your belief. What do you believe has to hold true before you can believe that something is possible for you? It's challenging to believe 
that you'll be capable of something before you do it. When all the evidence doesn't seem to indicate that you will be able to, and when you're not seeing the results that you had previously hoped for, in those moments, can you believe? Because the moment you don't is the moment you won't achieve what it is that you'd like to achieve. Believing when it's the hardest is when belief counts the most. When you believe you won't, you're deciding that it's not in your power or control to create what it is that you want to create or make it happen for yourself. I like to bring some comedic relief when I notice myself being looped into my own stories that strengthen my disbelief. And I picture this like Italian mobster giving myself a shakedown and like asking me for the briefcase with all the evidence and all the money and all the success. And I'm there just shaking my own self down, refusing to believe that without proof, it's possible. That without proof, it's not possible that I can you know, have a thriving business or sign clients or make more money or become more athletic or whatever it is. So I'm just kind of throwing my arms up and being, well, that's just how it is. And I know that this happened to me last year in my business because I set out to achieve a certain financial target. I wanted to make 100K in my business at the start of the year. And at the beginning of the year, it feels like there's all this time ahead of us. So it felt totally achievable. Wow. Every time I try and say achievable, it comes out as achievable. (laughs) Anyway, then my health tanked for four months and I got my heart broken and I found myself making amendments to my belief and backpedaling on my belief that I could achieve my initial target. And so, of course, a lot of people, again, like I described, I could get people to rally around me in this, you know, sense of feeling really justified as to why I didn't reach my goal. Being like, I guess it's just not going to happen for me this year. Um, I had to deal with all of these things, all of the reasons that seemed to make a lot of sense, but not a single one of those quote unquote good reasons served me and what's so fascinating when I look back on it is that even before the year was out I just decided that it wasn't even going to happen for me I did the math in my head and what it tallied up to didn't add up to making it possible before the year was even over it seemed like just a fact that I wouldn't reach my target and I didn't recognize that I was making a choice. But what I want you to see is that it was a choice. The moment I believed it was impossible, it became impossible. I can look back and notice how I showed up and how I reacted to my life and to my business when I was believing that it just wouldn't happen for me last year. And I can see how how I then showed up produced the result of not hitting my target for the year. My brain's just like, yep, 
we were right. You didn't make your target. And then we can just kind of nod our head in agreement with each other. But no, I don't want to have been right about that. I want to have gotten it completely wrong. What I want to bring your awareness to is that my disbelieving thoughts produced evidence for what I was believing through me. How I then showed up and behaved in my business strengthened the evidence that I wouldn't reach my initial target. Can you see that? All of the reasons as to why I didn't get there seem valid. But none of them are. So that's why you need to look at the goal that you set for yourself and ask yourself what's between you and achieving that thing. And write down all those obstacles. Notice how many of those are beliefs. Most of them are. Even something that seems like, well, I need to know exactly what to eat. That seems legit. But so often, that's what we use to then stop ourselves. Because we aren't asking those questions from a place of figuring out, but from a place of disbelief. And the nature of the question matters. The place from which we're asking it is going to produce a completely different set of answers. There's this story of the Buddha's awakening that I think is really emblematic of this universal experience we all go through as we touch into that place that doesn't yet believe what we want to believe about ourselves. The Buddha sat through the night under the tree of awakening, under the Bodhi tree, meditating to reach enlightenment. And then the shadow god Mara sends all these different hindrances to impede the Buddha in achieving his aim. As the myth goes, all that was coming at him was transformed into flower petals. And there's this flowering of the mind that occurs in each of us that involves this unlayering, this shedding of beliefs that exposes the core of our being, our ego, that small self, to loss and danger. But when we're willing to let go and open, when we're willing to move beyond the comfort and security of what we've known and who we've known ourselves to be, then we open ourselves to the possibility of becoming more of who we really are. The last challenge that the Buddha was confronted with from the shadow god was the shadow of doubt. And so really what's between us and living awake in our lives, what stands between you and where you want to be, is you. The Buddha, in order to awaken, called upon the earth goddess. And so he was able to touch down on the earth and awaken and sense that 
he could find refuge in these intangibles like faith because that's what connects us back to the world and back to everything in and all around us. It's really developing this capacity to have the vision to see what the eyes don't yet see. What happens for a lot of us is that we want to believe something new, but we go, well, what if I'm wrong? And notice that the moment that you ask the question, you're in disbelief. As the saying goes, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. And some of you will want to insist that you've got to be realistic. But notice, realistic according to who? What is realistic anyway? Is there a hand that reaches down from the sky and pulls you back from your shoulder and goes, nah, man, it's not realistic for you to do that. No. So consider this. Is it realistic that you'll be alive tomorrow? Most of you would probably feel quite certain about that. But how do you know? You don't. How could you? But we don't live each day questioning whether we'll have tomorrow because we look to our past to tell us what we'll be capable of in the future but our past and what happened yesterday tells us nothing about what will happen tomorrow and so it's powerful to learn how to make that shift and believe ahead of time to tap into the sense of inevitability So believing something isn't really a question of all or nothing where you just decide that you believe something once and then it's done. You have to believe over and over and over again until it's done. You need to practice believing because it is a skill. It's something that we can strengthen And what we practice gets strengthened. So it's this retraining of the mind, noticing when we loop ourselves into disbelief and widening the rings of our awareness to include the result it's creating to not believe in our lives. And when you really feel the full impact and effect that is having on you, you won't even have to try to change the shift will happen very organically very naturally it just will seem kind of ridiculous to keep believing what you're believing and so there's this ebb and flow to belief where we believe all the way and then we kind of bring ourselves back and we can fuel our belief from the results that we're creating for ourselves in our lives that can create momentum but when we're looking for the proof to be there at the very beginning we set ourselves up for failure and discouragement and confusion and more and more disbelief 
I want you to ask yourself what you think the downside to believing is. Where do you think that resistance is coming from? I can't think of any downside to deciding to believe what you want to believe about yourself and what you're capable of. Doubt is the thing that makes the impossible impassable. It prevents you from taking what poet Mark Nepo calls the exquisite risk, which instead of waiting for all the conditions to be right or some green light to go ahead and go after your dreams, dare to be the source of your own illumination. Those are the words of poet Dana Falls who says, dare to be your own illumination. And we see the parallels there to the Buddha's story and how that can map into our own lives. Where are you seeking the answer outside of yourself instead of living your life in answer to the questions you thought to ask? Remember that you can't get a new result without changing your thinking. So do you have a way to believe what you want to believe in order to create a different result? What I'm going to introduce you to in order for you to be able to do just that is the concept of having a belief plan. It's a tool that my business coach, Stacey Bayman, introduced to her 200K mastermind, and it completely restructured the way that I do things in my life and in my business, and even in the way that I teach and coach on weight loss. What happens is that for many of us, we focus on all the actions that we believe will create the results and we fill our calendars with all of these things and it becomes this endless to-do list of what we believe we have to do in order to get the results and when the results don't show up then we believe that we just have to take more action and then we calendar more things and that's where we fall into a lot of backsliding and all of a sudden we're not doing the things we had scheduled and then all of a sudden we're believing that it's our fault and we're just not doing enough and not showing up enough And it's all very hurried. It's all very speeded up. It's all very urgent. So a lot of us confuse doing the busy work with doing the thing we actually want to accomplish. And what that looks like is spending a lot of time figuring out what to do in a day, how it should be done, the exact formula you need to follow for weight loss, to make more money, to get more clients, to move up the ladder, whatever it is. But what if you pressed pause on all that and instead of creating an action plan for yourself, instead of adding on to your to-dos, you created a belief plan instead? Because what I've shown you earlier is that actions taken from disbelief don't produce results. Actions aren't what create results. Beliefs create results. And this is especially important at the beginning of setting a new goal for yourself so that you're able to plan everything you're going to do from the place of being in the belief of the person who already has the result 
when you're taking the actions that you're taking. If it's as good as done in your mind, you're going to have so much less mind drama because you're not going to get so caught up and lose control of the narrative when you're deciding what you want to make your results mean in the grand scheme of things. What matters when you're taking action in your life is whether what you're doing is changing how you see yourself. If it's cementing a new identity. Your brain will want to tell you that you don't have time to work on your beliefs, that you have too much to do, but you don't have time to not be focusing on what really matters. So you want to make it a daily practice to bring the result close in so you're not so focused on how far away the goal is, but so that you can begin to ask yourself what you have to learn today in order to make the achievement of your goal possible. What do you need to believe is possible for you in your life today in order for you to reach that goal? Maybe you need to believe that it's possible for you to make some money, to close a deal, to sign a client, to lose some weight, to meet a potential partner. And you want to practice believing those things on purpose so that you can start taking action on your belief plan as if it's your to-do list. You can actually tear up your to-do list and it will be much more productive use of your time to use a belief plan. Because the way that you can measure your progress is whether your belief has shifted whether you have a stronger belief in yourself or not. And so at the end of each day, you can evaluate, did something inside me change today? The answer is no. Your focus and the action that you're taking isn't in the right place. You'll know that your belief plan is working when you start getting measurable results. And I'm not talking about the number on the scale moving or a decimal point moving over in your bank account, but just this real sense of not being depleted or discouraged in the action that you're taking, finding more energy and motivation and having more fun instead of striving and efforting so much. You won't be in such a hurry. And so you should feel a shift that inspires you into action an energetic shift, a visceral shift, a shift in what your life starts to look like. And how you know that your belief isn't shifting is when you're constantly confronted with the same doubts, the same questions and confusion that are making you spin out in self-judgment and blame. You want to be a little bit on to your mind. Remember that when it does go to that place, it's going to seem very valid and legit that it's going there, but it's not going to take you places to go there. So come back. Reality is a lot kinder than we tend to think. When you catch yourself in this 
needy place where you're in a hurry to create results and there's a lot of energy of striving, you want to just recognize this is the part where I insert what you're noticing. This is just the part where I panic. This is just the part where I indulge in some compare and despair. This is just the part where I throw myself a pity party. It puts a frame around what we're experiencing and kind of reveals the story arc to us. It will allow you to separate yourself out from those thoughts so that you can consciously decide whether you want to run with them or not. It reveals the choice that we have in believing what it is that we are believing at any given moment. So start with a few thoughts that you can write down and practice believing. How could this thought be true for you today? How might it be possible for you to do XYZ today? How might it be true that you could figure out how to do XYZ today? These are the kind of questions you want to be asking yourself on a daily basis. And so that's my exercise for you. Put aside the to-do list for a day, for a week, maybe even in perpetuity, and focus on what you need to believe in order to get you the results. Nobody can force you to be successful. You have to want it and believe hard that it's possible. Like Grant Cardone would say, success is your duty and responsibility. It belongs to you to go out and create success on your terms. Make sure you own and love the results you have now. And if you don't, remember that the results you want are only and always a thought away. All right, that's what I have for you this week. I look forward to connecting with you again very soon. Have an amazing rest of your week. Thanks for being an awesome listener of the Mind Body Academy podcast. If you're ready to redefine success to include health and happiness and live into a body you capital L-O-V-E, then you need to join me in Think Yourself Slim. It's my one-on-one coaching program where you'll get the coaching you need to become a weight loss success story. Step into the vision that you have for your life over at mindbody.academy. Let's start a transformation today.